It's a Turling Tourism Tuesday, presented by AO Tourism on News Talk WANI. Yes! Zach and Lindsay joined by Anthony Turling for another Turling Tourism Tuesday. How are you, buddy? See, you're warmed up, like literally warm and warmed up, so you can like get all that excitement. I'm not even like, I'm still like de-thawing. That's here. okay. That's fine. Thawing. Really I meant de- I was trying to say defrost and then thawing in one. Yeah, you know. I knew what you meant. See, there you go. I can't even get the right word out. No, I knew what you meant. Yeah, but I'm pumped. Well, we've been going for two hours. That's true. To be fair. That's true. I'm glad I get up early and able to listen. And then when it's like time for the child, you know, the youngest mm-hmm. in that process with a three-year-old, he knows. I'll give you pointers mm-hmm. when when your baby yeah. girl gets that, that age. About two years out. But it's yeah. like you got to give yourself at least 20 months buffer time for all that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get dressed today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, and then I lose about 40 minutes of you guys. I, sure. I don't want to brush my hair. Yeah, well, it looks like yeah, a yeah. tangled mess. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just do it. Go. Anyway, what's going on, guys? That dumb groundhog saw a shadow. I, I heard you say that. I'm so mad about that. You know, he's got a good record. He should uh, really look into Vegas. From what I understand, I've heard it. What is his overall record, by the way? I should know this. No idea. It was just random facts. But, um, hey, some uh, good uh, tourism activity took place this past weekend. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, I was talking about um, the diversity of events that we host here, specifically sports and the mm-hmm. baton twirling. I was telling uh, you guys that y'all would be good strutters, from what I understand, is one of the disciplines uh, in baton twirling. The strut. Sure. You can just picture it and visualize what you're doing with a baton. And so this is an annual event called Winterfest, and it's through the Rising Stars group. And so they host this annually on that on this past weekend, basically the end of January, 1st of February. Um, it's at Opelika High School. So this is just an example, another example of positive silver linings that COVID has brought to us. Um, with pent-up energy demand for a lot of different reasons. And so this event averages, it, it got up to its max last year of 115 uh, competitors. And baton twirling, this is a, an event where people will travel and people will spend some income on this because it's not a cheap sport or an inexpensive sport with the things that you're, like we talked about last week. Got up to close to 150. And just from the quick discussion I had with the event director, I'm waiting on the full report, Michigan – Ohio, I mean, there were literally like five states on the north part of the country that these kids were coming from, and these are young kids, um, and kudos to them. So that's just an example of some of this pent-up demand with these events. I think it was only the third or fourth baton-type event that was hosted. It was sanctioned through their governing body, so that means a lot most of the time when you're sanctioning an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, shout-out, or, or actually anyone knowing of a, gr- uh, a facility with 40-foot ceilings, I'm here for it. <laughs> I want to really attract more baton events because we have two great opportunities to host some big, like a Southeastern and then a – Well, uh, Lindsay just bought a so new I need house. A 40-foot uh, I'm pretty sure the ceilings venue. are that high, right? I saw you put not it up for 40, sale. Not 40-foot ceilings. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that was selling the old house. And shout-out. 50 hours from listing to contract. I got a nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. mine stressed the max. Not that my real, she was awesome, did a great job, but my gosh, uh, building a house and then trying to sell it took much longer. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my house sold in eight days. I'm like, mine took eight months. My issue was living, love the neighborhood. It's just off the highway, 14. And of course, everybody thinks the train track is like only in small places in Auburn. I'm like, everywhere you go, I live. 
way off the road. I live 60 acres deep now, and I can still hear the train off Highway 14. Mm. So it's like I, I always question myself. I'm like, yeah, there's like 30 other houses on the street that they deal with the train as well. But anyway, but congratulations to you, sir. Very excited. What did you see my uh, – you see me kind of get in my tangent there yep. on that? Yep. I thought it was going to last longer. I'm not going to lie to you. I had to stop. <laughs> Don't get me going on, on this kind of stuff. Speaking of tangents, we kind of looked at the um, – I pulled up real quick the, the Groundhog Day accuracy thing here. The National um, the National Center for Environmental Information actually, like, did the math. There's always a something stuff. for somebody. Yeah, it's part of the NOAA. Hashtag things. they did the math. Yeah. <laughs> Um, last 10 years, he's been exactly 50% right. So, coin yeah, flip. Um, historically, he is somewhere between 35 and 40% going back to 1887. Okay, maybe I was not truthful or accurate on my depiction of he is somebody that needs but to apparently what Don't it follow is, this guy. Apparently, what it is is since the current groundhog was born and has been doing it. Because it's like that's the title. Pakistani yeah. Phil's the title they give whatever oh. groundhog's alive. Since this groundhog is around fifty percent, but historically it's been, um, it's been thirty-five to forty. There was like a thirty-year stretch that he said long winter every single year. because so I think like, the groundhog just wouldn't come out of the, just would just wouldn't come out. So it's kind of like replacing like the greatest groundhog of all time. It's like you got to live up to the next. Yeah, one. like this is the Tom Brady of groundhogs, <laughs> yes, and then the next one to is going to be a parallel to this. Yeah. of the man wearing his old school uh, Patriots swag. Um, one other cool thing I want to hit on, just and I won't go through all these dates just because it's a lot, is mm-hmm. our annual tennis calendar of events, not local, but from a tournament-style standpoint. Is Ann Bergman aware of this? I'm sure Ann's aware of it, but the great Brett Peterson, who's over there at Yarborough Tennis Center, is, has every bit to do with these things. And so when I'm you're sure bringing Ann tennis, has a lot to do with this. And when you're bringing tennis events in, is the allure of having a tennis Hall of Famer like – Helps? Does it help sell the event? I think we actually put that in the bid. Yeah, I think like, like Ann Bergman lives here. Yeah, like, we have a we put an asterisk. We're like, hey, some notable thing. I mean, hey, you do actually in some of these event bids. Um, to be serious, is there are times you look for that kind of stuff. So no, you know, joking aside, um, I can't. Stress I need to ask we're Brett. Not joking. I know. No. Eh, well, I hear y'all on with her. Y'all like to mess with her. But I do need oh, to ask Brett that. I need to ask Brett that. Be like, hey, we need to add notations at the bottom of like Hall of Fame status or or events that we've hosted that are really notable. Like in our bid for mountain biking, we put mm-hmm. that we hosted the '88 National Mountain Bike Championship. Sure, bit of a resume. Yeah, a bit yeah. of a bit of a hey, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? I always say want to say mic drop, but my goodness, I get y'all's phrases wrong when you you know. Yeah, don't drop mics. People hate that. What's wrong with a mic drop? Well, it is, but it's not really mic drop. I've always heard that like sound engineer folks like hate that. Like, don't don't drop the mic. But it looks so cool. It looks cool. It's it just true. they just don't like like their mic being dropped. Especially when you can create shirts and everything. But either way, these are events that can you know from every year can be different from an economic impact standpoint, depending on obviously last year. I mean, there's a whole list of events that were canceled due to COVID. Um, but when on a normal you know year without the events being affected and people being able to travel, whether it's an adult event, a youth event, or whatever, these events can generate up to two-plus million dollars of economic impact just from the tennis events. And that doesn't even include some of these other smaller tennis events that they'll do throughout the year. Uh, But just to give you an idea, these events span from February 6th all the way to the end of August. And, And there are also some 
you know, of course, we have to – we're still looking. Brett and I are talking about, you know, what can we do in the fall. Obviously, now that we know the SEC football schedule, thank goodness, um, you'll start seeing other events, you know, being posted and, and uh, attracted and that we're going to bid on. But some of these, I mean, if you look – um, coming in July, there's one called the National Intersectional. It's a boys and girls 14, so exactly what it sounds like, national. Mm-hmm. That event alone is a week long. And so for hotels, you look at weekends are always going to be your generally your highest you know, occupancy and demanded. Right. But when you can pick up an event during the week, especially a teenage event, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. these kids are coming from literally Washington State and all over the place, that yeah. is great business. This impacts over like 800 plus room nights and so that's just one event so you can see really quickly um like i said that's just one and we'll go through a couple others kind of of uh, notoriety here cool anthony turling joining us with ao tourism for a turling tourism tuesday more next zach and Lindsay joined by anthony turling for a turling tourism tuesday what else is coming up that we need to be pumped about man Ah, just, um, you know, excited to, uh, like I was talking about with these tennis events, you know, um, it's a great collaboration, obviously, with the Arbor Tennis Center, the city of Auburn, um, you know, even when um, there's a need for the indoor courts, you know, that aren't affecting Auburn athletics and their tennis, men's and women's tennis teams, um, that is, you know, just a great collaboration to be able to host these type of events and to attract um, events that we're, you know, working every day to attract because we can, we can say one, we have plenty of venue space, court space. We have flexibility. We even have, you know, with the Marriott, um, you know, and then with the Marriott brings a whole nother uh, level of um, amenities, obviously with what that has out there. And so, um, you know, it's been able to, we're working on a sports tourism video, Okay. Um, basically, a uh, you know, like a sales piece, another a minute long video, uh, give or take some some time there to try to attract and just to continue to keep our community out there in the sports tourism world. Um, you know, and, and as they say, kind of sell it for itself um, with good shots, aerial shots of the tennis center. And so, when those types of successes, whether it's the venue, the people. The collaboration, um, because there's plenty of times, I mean, from my old event planning days, but even now, I don't see this here, but you would try to work with two tennis centers or two venues of like, you know, amenities, whatever sport we're talking about. And in the same community, you would be shocked how many of them do not want to work with each other because they look at it as competition. It's like, okay, we either, like in this, like there's, there's on this list, there are multiple tournaments that if, Yarborough Tennis Center, Auburn could not work with the Marriott, wouldn't have it. You know, so it's those types of things where it's either you don't have it or you work together and you have it. And you all, like we were talking about kind of off air, is, you know, when we all can get something and the tide raises, all boats rise. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of that lifting all and winning all together. Everybody's going to win in a different way, whether it's, you know, the city is able to host events and not keep those courts dormant. Um, the ability to still allow locals to play. You've got revenue coming in for that. You've got... In, in the words of uh, Ron Anders, let's do this together. Let's do this together. I like that, and I hope he's listening. He will smile. 
hearing that <laughs> that slogan. But no, it's serious. It really is because for the I don't, first like six months after the election, I was like, Ron, let's do this together. <laughs> it it just means a lot, you know. And, and I don't want to say it means more as we're throwing out slogans here, um, but you know, it is one of those things where it always is. It's you know, I scratch my head when it's like it, it could be one entity offering something really small, but it means a lot to the bigger picture, which is the event success. It is um, community, not competition. Correct. And and that is thank you for saying that. that was it's, huge. Like that hearing, was huge. it's like thank hearing you. Mary Anders talk about the mass vaccination site. I mean it's just the collaboration between so many groups. And, and, you know, whether it's down to, you know, feeding people to the mass of finding the space. I mean, these are not easy things that are done. Yeah. Um, and obviously those are way more important for the livelihood and the safety of our citizens other than what we're talking about with sporting events. So it's a whole other thing. Um, but, you know, for to understand, um, and I just, you know, can't say enough about that. And so, you know, some of these events, um, you know, you're talking, like I said, between February 6th and the end of August, you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 total events spanning throughout those time frames. And, and some of these events, we're talking 400 players, 300 players, 300 players just going down the line. And that's just players. We're not talking parents. We're not talking the coaches that yeah. come. Um, so I encourage anybody, these events will be listed on AOTourism.com. Um, these are also events, you know, you can come watch. Um, you know, if your kid or anybody you know that's playing, whether they live here or not, tell them about it and get them here. Uh, but they're just fun to see um, if you've never seen it. Um, and I'll also say volunteers are always needed. Um, Brett uh, Peterson, and I always joke with him that I'm his all-star uh, court sweeper. Um, if you've never swept courts, it's it's fun. Uh, I'm not saying it's the you know the easiest thing, but it's behind the scenes kind of see what it takes to run a big tournament because these kids or these adults expect um, you know it's kind of like when you're playing baseball or softball. You know when you run when the game's over, you expect the field to get turned over. Right. And so that just is small little things that matter. And so um, there's other events going on in our community, non-sporting events. There's a lot of other things happening. So again, check the calendar. Auburn Athletics has a lot going on. I know um, some of the the uh, entertainment options in our community are starting to kick off. So, of course, check it out, aotourism.com. There is, I failed to mention this when I mentioned the vaccination site, Volunteer AO. There are plenty of volunteer opportunities. I know you're seeing pushes from the city, the chambers. uh, We're involved in that. And so go to, you know, aotourism.com. You'll see the Volunteer AO section. Of course, if you follow us on social media, Auburn Opelika, you'll see that information. That's Anthony Turling with AO Tourism joining us.